Welcome to the Audacious Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Rihanna Beers. Each week, we will walk you through the entrepreneurial adventures of either myself or my amazing guests as we explore what we did right, what we've done wrong, and everything in between. We'll arm you with tactical tips and tools that will allow you to navigate your own path to build your dream business. Welcome to another episode of The Audacious Entrepreneur. Today, we have an awesome guest, Rachel Larson, with us, and I'm so excited for this interview, you guys, and I think you guys will be too. So Rachel is the host of the entertainment podcast called Humans Dealing with Humans. She's been a motivational speaker for over 10 years, speaking to groups about body image, individual worth, and the power of human connection. Rachel has worked on a wide variety of occasions, including retail banking, preschooling, catering, and she's even flipped houses. She enjoys running trails, telling stories, cheering at her kids' activities, and finding new foods to love or hate. So without further wait, Rachel, we welcome you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. All right. So before we get into the heart of what we're going to talk about today, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your entre- what your entrepreneurial journey has looked like thus far? Yes. Yeah, totally. So um, I haven't always really wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't grow up thinking I'm going to own my own business or anything. Um, but my husband has, he was always into that. And um, I remember one time we were in the car and we were thinking, we should probably do more. Like We could probably do more with our time or with our lives or with our finances. And, and so um, we had three little kids at the time and they were like, I don't know, watching whatever the backyard again in the car on the way home from our road trip. And so I just got out a notepad and we just made a list of like all the things we thought might be, you know, quote, fun to try. Might be fun to start this business or whatever. And um, it was a it was a very large list ranging from, you know, the likely to completely ridiculous ideas. And um, and then we just like had that moment where we stare at the list and we're like, well, which one do we do? Like, right? what do you? <laughs> where do you even start? And uh, I mean, there was no, there was no step one. There was just like the list. And then we were like, well, that was, that was a fun exercise. (laughs) Because, you know, it was just like, we didn't know where to start. And since you didn't, since I didn't know which one was going to be like the thing that would take off because you don't want to waste your time. Right. Right. So you want it to be the right thing before you start. And that way you'll know. Yes. That you're starting something worth starting. Yes. So a little bit and of analysis, analysis paralysis, right? Like all these yes. great ideas and just kind of a little, which, which direction do we take, right? Yes, exactly. And um, so from there, we kind of, we had to have that, have to have that moment of, well, are we going to, or are we not going to? And um, anyway, that's just kind of how it started. It just started with the list in the car. That's awesome. So how long, like between that list making and that road trip to, to when you finally dove into that first project, what did that look like and how long did that take? That was probably a couple months later for okay. me. Um, husband's journey has been a little bit different. We don't have the same, <laughs> he and I don't do the same businesses um, yet. I'm sure we will. But um, for me, it kind of started with my kids. Okay. Uh, like, um, 
I really was into the the parenting method, parenting with love and logic. And I figured if it was really going to save my children's lives, like I thought it might, then I was going to need to like really dive into it and learn more yeah. about it. So I became a facilitator for that and just started teaching classes and, and speaking at groups okay. about the parenting thing. And then the other one was still about my kids. I loved preschool and I thought it'd be so fun, quote, quote to do an in-home preschool. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It really was fun. But um, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know anything about preschool. So at that point, I just had to dive into both of those ideas, like 100% and learn about what it takes to make a curriculum and all that kind of all that kind of stuff also having to go on the business side of what does it take to start this business oh wow from you, a financial aspect as well as what does it take permission wise from the city and is my house you know qualified all that kind of stuff so you kind of have to start from when you just have an idea this little nebulous yeah, idea you have to and, start from like level 0 and i think <laughs> it's really important real here cuz a lot of times a lot of us business owners you know, we have something we're good, like me, I'm an accountant. And so I took that thing that I was good at and, you know, other people might be bakers or they make something. So they know that they're, what they're doing, but then you have to learn the financial side. You, my friend had to do both. You didn't, right. You didn't have a preschool background that no. you, like, you didn't already know the preschool side of things and just have to learn the finance. You had to learn both sides of that. So that's, yes. that's yeah. intense. I just, I, I want people to listeners to kind of understand, like, she double dove into this thing. <laughs> Here's what qualifications I had. I had preschoolers. <laughs> so I knew the way they worked. <laughs> That's it. I knew and understood their brains and what they would need to like learn. But I mean, preschool was not above my pay grade. Let's be honest. We're talking about letter shapes, numbers, and colors. And I was qualified in right. those areas. But learning about starting a business in it was, it's a totally yes, different animal. Yes, two yeah. totally different things for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but like, I was like, wow, you, you, that was intense, you know? No, it's totally but, fine. It, it was, it was intense. Um, and once we got all of the, the things figured out with what it would take to actually have a space that was conducive to and permitted to use for yeah. a preschool, then, um, then it was, it was pretty easy from that point to just focus on what the business needed, which was, you know, curriculum, marketing, stuff like that. Perfect. Um, but I did, I did have a, another friend. I got into like a preschool, um, I don't know, not really group, but I, I started to meet other preschool owners. And okay. there was um, – a friend of mine that wanted to start one and she was completely halted because she tried to start on step five. And I totally, we all do this it, to some degree when we're dreaming, right? Uh -huh. We have a dream and we want to start a business. And so for her, she had this name in mind. It was super cute. And so she went and she had like business cards printed for, oh. for that business to kind of help motivate her. Or I don't know what, I don't know what the, what the <laughs> like psyche behind it was, but um, then when she went to actually register her business name, um, it was already taken. Oh, and no. so, and so then she was like, well, I guess I just can't do it. And so like the dream was crushed because she had started one obstacle. Five, yes. <sighs> one obstacle without, you know, but she had these business cards printed. So she thought that she was, doomed, you know, so 
it, it kind of was a good lesson to me to like really understand what, what my steps are and make sure that I start at the beginning and For not sure. get ahead of myself when I'm dreaming because the dreaming step is like, that point five, like it's before your step one. Yes. And you can make those dreams as ridiculous as you want, but you want to make sure that while you're dreaming, you, you still realistically file everything into a step-by-step process so that you don't freak out or overwhelm yourself when right. it comes time to like begin. Exactly. Oh, so good. So are you still doing preschool or what, how is, how is yeah. your, yeah, how have you journeyed on? How have you migrated? So with the pre- the preschool lasted for eight years, and here's what I really wanted to talk about with oh, the yeah, power sorry. of the tribe. No, it's totally fine. Like, um, when when you are staring at your list of your dreams of like, say you're at the beginning phase and you're like, I want to start a business, and that's all you've said to mm-hmm. yourself so far. Mm-hmm. Then you have to really look um, at the things that will hold you back mentally, and one of them is. You don't want to try something that's not going to work out. There's several different like psychological things that go into that. One of them is you don't want to waste your time. But also another one is, is the way it's going to appear to other people if you fail. Right. Or the way it's going to feel to yourself if that business does not, quote, take off. Because we live in um, a society where a lot of people have made it by going viral. They start having something take off. Um, unexpectedly or expectedly or whatever. And so sometimes that's what we're measuring success against. And yes. that's what we're we're trying to decide. If it takes off, it means we're validated by the number of people who who like our business or who yeah. are, you know, patronizing our business or whatever. And when you look at it in terms of I want to be an entrepreneur, which means I want to have a successful business or several successful businesses in my life, you have to understand what it goes into, what goes into becoming that um, is a lot of steps along the way that qualify you to be the entrepreneur. And that comes through the experience of trying. And so I, in the very beginning when I made that list, I didn't even know that much about myself, to be honest. I didn't know all of my skills. I knew what my interests were, but I didn't even know what it would take to develop certain things in order to make those businesses work. And when I got into the preschool, I mean, it was super fun. We're talking awesome field trips, <laughs> coloring, snack time. They say hilarious things. Right. Like it's it's a lot of fun, but it's not something that necessarily was my passion. And so after three years, I was like, this is not something I'm, that I'm going to take with me clear into my golden years. I'm not going to retire as a preschool teacher. This is something that's teaching me other skills and I will I will move on from this. And in the beginning, when you dive in, you've got to dive in 100% as if it's going to be the thing, but you've also got to be really honest with yourself about whether or not that is your thing, because you don't know always at the beginning. Right. And so sometimes you have to take that energy and and be 100% focused as if this is the thing that you're going to retire with, but then all the while be honest with yourself about, is this my passion or is this teaching me to come closer to my passion? Oh, yes. Love it. Oh, so so that we connect then you can accept that, okay, my preschool is not going to be um, a 15, 25 year venture, but it's definitely the eight years that I had with it taught me so many things and gave me a lot of other qualifications and experiences to take me into the next thing. And I had a lot of different businesses, Brianna. I, I mean, people would say like weird things to me. <laughs> like, can you just be content? <laughs> and no, I mean, I, no. Well, this, this is what makes me feel content is like starting another business. <laughs> right. And 
part of it is part of it is a weird thing about myself that I was not satisfied. I did not know myself or understand myself. So I had to do a lot of exploring. And part of it was the need to feel like people thought I was awesome. But those two things combined. And as I grew and learned more and more about myself, they, it, I was able to focus in on um, what really about these businesses was giving me energy and what about the businesses was taking energy from me so that I could kind of see what um, what impact I could have that would at the same time bring me joy. Yes. So you want to have a business that obviously makes you feel fulfilled. And you also want to have a business that, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it that's self-sustaining, but that you're putting something out into the world that wasn't there before that is going to be of benefit to more than just you. Yes. Otherwise we would all just sing in the shower and right. eat donuts and not worry about you know, whatever else, but that's not really what human beings are meant to do. We're meant to share our stuff, Yes. you know? So anyway, as I was going through and I dove into the, the community ed parenting classes and public speaking and um, the preschool, I started to realize, okay, preschool's not the thing. Um, and so I went back to my list and, and we started, uh, there were so many things on the list. <laughs> I mean, there was like a Dutch bakery. I used to live in the Netherlands. There was a Dutch bakery oh. on that list. The husband and I went to Amsterdam because we had some friends in Amsterdam that had a very successful bakery. We toured their bakery. They gave us tons of recipes. We had started getting them all translated into English. And I, while we were there, that's when we realized, I don't think that everything that's going to take to go into this business is really what we're going to want to spend our time on. Like we figured it out on day seven in Amsterdam. And okay. so then we still had like four more days. So we we're like, well, let's just like sightsee then because we're not going to do this bakery. Right. <laughs> and you, as I go back to the list and look over it and say, okay, what next? What next? That's going to either teach me or be the thing. I started to learn and we got like varying degrees of far into each business before, um, either learning what we needed to learn from the business or realizing that's not the thing that we want yeah. to spend our time on. Um, but with every single try that we had, um, there came a bit of experience or a, a new skill that I could take with me to the next yes. try. Yes. And so the bakery dream became a catering company that um, we operated, or I, I, I should say I, <laughs> it's not the royal we. <laughs> this was an I. <laughs> this was an I thing. And um, that I, I operated for, I don't know, five years or something um, before I realized, you know what I really like about catering is hanging out with my friend that I was doing the business with. And I really loved the validation of people telling me they liked my food. So I could actually <laughs> get the same fulfillment out of going to lunch with my friend every once in a while. And then like bringing really awesome cookies to family events. And I don't actually have to have the stress of working only nights and weekends to make this catering company work. But the event planning and the, the knowing how, how many people come once they're invited to certain things and what you're going to need to feed people and what people enjoy about gatherings, like things like that really helped to go into some of the next things. And by the time I finally figured out what, it was that I really love to do, which is public speaking. Now I was finally, I mean, it was, it was like a 10 year journey of like going back to the list, try, um, fail at some things, which was also awesome. 
succeed at other things and then decide what, what you're going to take with you yes. onto the next thing, go back to the list, try. Um, it was, it was a good, it was a good decade of trying a whole bunch of things. And finally at the end, I was like, if I would have started and said, I want to be a public speaker, I was not qualified to be a public <laughs> speaker. You know, like all the different things that I tried really took me on the, on the place, on the journey that I needed to, to take in order to, now I can comfortably move into my dream, if you want to put that in quotes. Um, because not only is it like a dream that I wanted, it's now a dream that I'm qualified to sit in and, yes. and participate in. I'm comfortable there because I have the skills that it takes to be what that is. I, yeah. You know, and so for you, like for you, for accounting and stuff, you can say you want to be an accountant. Did you say that? Did you say that to yourself? No, no, no. <laughs> but you no. could say that all you wanted to, you know, as a kid and then wish for like that genie or that like fairy godmother to like grant you that wish. But then if that had happened, if you, if somebody like in college had said, okay, here's your desk, here's your company, you're now an accountant, congratulations. Nope. Like you don't know. Yeah. Like that's not going to work. No. And can I, can I ask, so I, was public speaking, yeah. was being a public speaker on that list you made on the road trip? Or was that even no. a thought? Okay. I, I kind of <laughs> no. thought that was going to be your answer. Like that wasn't even, and that's the thing that sometimes we don't know. Like we don't know what even is out there. You know, we only know, yeah. you know we, we know what we know, right? We don't know what we don't know. And we don't know that public speaking is even, I mean, some people don't know that that's something you can actually get paid for, right? And something right. you can train yeah. yourself to do. And wasn't even on your radar, but all of these tries, all of these journeys gave you these skills and these experiences to discover and then narrow down your passion. And again, like had you just start, stuck to that list, you would have never, that would have never, never come to be, right? Because right, that wasn't right. a thing. Oh, so, so fun. Oh. And what's really interesting for me, and I, you listened to that episode of my podcast <laughs> that laid it all out there, all the issues that I had growing up. But for me, I was all about being seen. It was all about the visibility because I did not understand myself only through the lens of what it looked like to other people. So I had two personalities. It was stage rage and real rage. And I spent all of my time crafting a stage rage because I wanted people's approval. And I thought that was what was fulfilling about life, right? So I didn't even spend time thinking about what real Rach actually liked. Right. <laughs> and so as you're going through these tries and learning about yourself, of course it didn't occur to me to be a public speaker because I didn't understand that the skills that I had, the, the talents that you're inherently born with, they're going to come with you, but you, you have to take those and develop them. Otherwise they just, it's, it's not going to do anything right. more for you than to just be an interest. Exactly. And so if you're going to turn it into something that, that can either make you money or change the world or uh, teach your children or whatever it is that you want your purpose to be, um, you've got to take the time to really like dive into those and, and let them develop, but you've got to be honest about what they are also, yes. you know? And so when, <laughs> when I was having to look at myself and, and see my skills, it was kind of, it was kind of uncomfortable because you see all these people out there that seem to know themselves very well, you know, and seem to know exactly what they're after and who they are and what they can do with it. And I was like, I don't even know, like, I don't even know. I can't decide what to have. For yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I can't decide what to wear. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. This is not a thing that I can say. I know my purpose and I'm just going to go after it. I don't know if you know who Jodi Moore is, but she has a podcast also that's 
um, all about happiness and fulfillment. She's a therapist. Okay. But she talks about people and their purposes in this way where she's, she's described some people are jackhammers and they just know exactly what they want, what their purpose is, and they go hard and they go deep at it and they know it and they, they have a complete focus. Yes. And then other people are more like butterflies. I don't know how, where she came up with this because they <laughs> they're not like related, jackhammers and butterflies. No. But, <laughs> so I don't think it's an analogy per se. <laughs> it's just more like symbolism. So, but are more like butterflies where they have to fly to a whole bunch of different things. And maybe I'll try this and maybe I'll try this and maybe I'll try this. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're looking at a jackhammer thinking that that's the way you have to be and you are a butterfly, you're going to feel wrong yeah. every day that you try something because you're going to feel like the only reason I try is to succeed. But that is such a lie we tell ourselves. Yeah. That's not why we try at all. That's like... Like making mistakes is actually plan A. <laughs> You're supposed to. Yes. So that you can figure out what the heck you want to do. Otherwise you cannot learn. And so you have to think of mistakes as plan A. Um, otherwise you're going to feel, you're going to be walking around feeling like a failure all the time when really all you're doing is honing in and getting closer and closer to your thing. And, and if you don't allow that to happen, you won't even recognize it when it comes, oh, you know? Yes. Awesome. So anyway, I, w one thing that you asked me about was different, um, fears that I had, right? Yep. That was one. next. That was next. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> got, so, so what are the, some of the biggest challenges or fears that you, I think, I think I worded it as what are the biggest challenges you face, but yeah. Encompass that for us, right? Yeah. The challenges I will, I will be completely honest with you. I live in a very privileged place. So, and I grew up in a household where my father taught me that I can do anything. And I 100% believed it. That is so, fantastic. It is fantastic. It's also a little irritating. But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not entirely true. True. But I wanted it to be true. But the, the beautiful thing about that is a I didn't face a lot of challenges as far as um, like money goes where I was like, oh, I, I, don't, I don't have the money for that. And so then I wouldn't. To me, it was just like, okay, well, then how do you make the money? Because money is cheap. It's a very cheap commodity. You can basically make money anywhere. It's very replaceable. And so since that was the way I taught, that wasn't one of my challenges and, and the things that come up. But in talking to other people, I realized all the different challenges that people are laying out, they just, they're basically based on our fears that we brought with us. <laughs> so for me, my biggest challenges were, okay, what will it take to do it? Is it going to take a lot of time? Because I'm terrified still constantly about wasting time. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like I think that's a lot of thing. us, honestly. Yes. A lot of us, a lot of the listeners, just we are tight on time and you yeah. don't want to go venture down this road of something and put you know all your eggs in one basket, you know, and then find out that it's not going to work. So yeah, I think that's a fear for a lot of people. Exactly. Because time isn't a cheap commodity. You can't get any of it right. back. And so you want to be very careful with it. And like what you were saying, if you're talking about putting all of your eggs in one basket, you want to know that that's a pretty damn good basket before you start, because you don't want to have to like find another basket. Right. <laughs> <That's annoying. laughs> and also what will it have meant about you? That, this is my big fear. What will it have meant about you if you have to switch things up? So when I first started the preschool, I was like, oh, this preschool is going to be amazing. It's going to like build into this huge preschool empire. I'm going to take over the valley. There's going to be like all these different locations and I'm going to have 
thousands of students and people will, you know, like I'm going to become famous for preschool. Right. This is awesome. This is my dream. Preschool princess. Yes. Yes. Princess preschool. People call me your majesty and it will be a really big deal. And, and so like, as it, as, as the dream goes on and I realize I don't think I want to be princess preschool. I mean, I'll keep princess, but I'll probably pick a different, like, afterthought there and and so then I was like but what does that mean about me if I spent all of this time on this preschool and now I got to switch it because I was going to switch completely it wasn't like I was going to become a different type of teacher Mm -hmm. or anything like that I wasn't even going to stay in the field what does that mean about me if the next business that I try is a catering company or the next business that I try is um, flipping houses what does that mean about me did I just waste eight years of my time and that was really hard when I'm looking at the challenges to think to swallow my dang pride and be like, it's not about feeding. I did not start this business to feed my ego. Although some of those dreams were ego feeders. Like, let's think, let's, let's be honest. Princess preschool, <laughs> all about how I would feel in that crown. And, but the, the more that I tried different things and the more I realized what I'm taking with me from each business to the next business um, is just little nuggets of their pieces of me, their pieces of what I learned and their experience that's going to drive the next business then I just couldn't even worry about what it looked like on the outside. That's the thing. We are scared of what it looks like, but not to ourselves. We're more scared of what it looks like to others. To other people, Mm -hmm. right. Because I knew what I was gathering was worthwhile. I knew that what I had become through some of these things um, mattered and that... and the messages I was going to take and all those kinds of things. And they don't see that. They don't see that. You know, they see you, they see you dabbling. Is that it? You know, you're a dabbler. You're, (laughs) you're, I don't want to be viewed as just serial dabbler. Dabbler (laughs) or like, just like flaky, can't commit, can't pick one thing, but they don't see that in the background, you're taking those skills and those, those new you know, like we've talked about before, just learning those new skills and those tactics, and you're able to apply those to what you're moving on to next, plus you're narrowing down what it is you want to do. So it's still, it's your journey. It's just, it's a piece of your journey. You didn't fail. It's just a piece of it. But yeah, we are so scared about what other people think about our journey when it's our journey, right? Like, yeah. And you gotta, you gotta know that like, as you're narrowing down, it takes as long as it takes. You know what I mean? And, and so you are thinking of yourself in one way and you might have like a, t- like a taste as a consumer for the quality of product you want to be putting out, right? So like as an accountant, for instance, you know what a good spreadsheet looks like. <laughs> you know what reconciled general ledgers feel like, you know? And you know that that is good. But in the beginning- Love of you journey, throwing the accounting lingo around. I'm impressed. My husband is a controller. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so he's been, we've been in the accounting and finance world for a long time. I know nothing about Excel, which is sad to him. It's very sad. He's like- But not a deal breaker. So that's not a, not a deal breaker, but he's like, why did you just do an outline on Word? <laughs> I was like- Because I know out. it. <laughs> okay. So, but- in the very beginning of your accounting journey, that might've been super difficult and you didn't know all the shortcuts on Excel and you didn't know all the ways to reconcile any given account or whatever. And so you, you are kind of frustrated with the process because your taste is a higher quality. You mm-hmm. know what, it, what you want it to look like, the outcome of the product, but you're not there yet. You can't produce that kind of quality yet. And that's very frustrating. Um, as you learn to try things because you have to be patient 
being the clumsy moron sometimes. Right? You have to be patient with yes. yourself while you're learning because as a consumer, you're used to getting a, a, a very quality product, but as a learner and as a doer, it takes as long as it takes to get to that point. Yep. And, um, and so when you're, <laughs> when you're learning, for me, I was like, oh, this looks terrible or this, what are they going to think when I put this out or whatever? And I think you said it on, on your very first episode of your um, podcast here that it was hard for you to go back and listen to because you wanted it to be better than it was. Yes. But that was what you could do that day and what the yeah. time that you had and what, what you could produce that That's day. What it was. That's exactly how it feels. And that is one thing that can sometimes stop us. Like that can be paralyzing to the point where people are like, well, if it's not going to be what I want it to be the first time I put it out, I'm not putting it out there. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is because, and I think we talked about this in other episodes is because, and for me with the podcast, I was comparing my beginning to someone else's middle or end. You know, I was listening to Rachel Hollis, Jenna Kutcher, Amy Porterfield, these women who have been out there for years doing this you know, for uh-huh. a living and they're amazing. And I'm right. here doing my first, you know, couple months of episodes. Like it's going to suck. Like Rachel said, you know, she says, go back to your, my first episodes, go back to my early days. I wasn't good. So it's like, you can't compare your beginning to someone else's middle because then you are, you're setting yourself up for that frustration, that feel, feel of failure. And, and I still do that. You know, I'll listen to these. I'm like, Oh, why did I do that? Oh, I do that too much. But I'm like, put it out there because done is better than perfect and you will get better, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that kind of goes back to what we're kind of talking about. Like you try, you're going to get better. You know, what mm-hmm. spreadsheets, podcasts, whatever it is you're doing, you know, make sure you're not comparing your beginning to someone else's middle because you are, you're always going to be behind or, you know, comparing your middle to someone else's end, you know, you're right. never going to be there. So stop comparing, just stop comparing, right? Like you're doing I- you. Yeah. On that note, and I, I do a lot of speaking about comparing and how poisonous it really is for us as human beings. But a lot of times what we're trying to compare is a strength to a weakness. I'm either comparing my weakness to someone else's strength, or I'm comparing my strength to their weakness to try to find a winner. Oh, and in, yeah. in actuality, I don't ha- there doesn't have to be a winner. No. Out of 10 podcasts, they can just be 10 podcasts. Yeah. Like they don't have to have like, but as human beings, we want to rate them right? We got to know who's number one to number 10. So I know which order to listen to them in. And part of that is because we do operate on a deficit of time and energy. Mm -hmm. So we have to prioritize So we constantly compare, but when it bleeds into things where it's just inappropriate, you do not need to compare everything. No, sometimes you do because you got to prioritize your dang time. But for the most part, especially when it comes to human beings to human beings and, um, also you, you to yourself in like what you're becoming and how you're developing. It's not actually necessary to have a contest out of that. No, you can just let it be what it is, which is it takes like the full 40 weeks for a baby to grow in that womb. And it's best if you get the 40 weeks. So just let it take as long as it takes. Yes. It takes however long, you know, for anything. And when you look at it, biologically speaking, a natural process of things developing, just let it take what it takes yes. and be okay with it. But that is the thing that I battled the most because it's so easy to say those words. Yes, it is. Just and I think, let, just let it be. Rihanna, and I think just if, let it be. Just let it be. And I think if you, <laughs> if you are stuck, I think the one exception I would make for the comparison is if you, if you have to compare, compare to where you are coming from. Yeah. And you know, and as long as you're growing, then you're winning, right? Right. I mean, 
as long as you are better today than you were yesterday, then thumbs up, you know, you're making progress. Right. Um, if you so, feel like, yeah, especially if you feel like you need to win, if you feel like you're like, I will feel better if I know that I'm winning, then go ahead and do that. You could also just look at it as yesterday. This was different. And today I know this, so it's going to be different today because I know this now today than I, yeah. and I didn't know it yesterday. So today I'm going to be a little bit different. Boom. And winner. That's okay too. Right. Like winning. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so what, okay. I think, I think we got covered all, all your fears and challenges. Yeah. I'm kind of, I mean, out. I don't think, do I miss anything? Well, no, not from my outline. My therapist would tell you that my long list of anxieties. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a 30 to 40 minute podcast, right? You don't I have time know. for that. <laughs> I know. I just think that the biggest thing you want to do is make sure that you don't get into the poison of the paralysis. That comes through perfectionism. That comes through comparisons. That comes through um, the unknown of what step one is or whatever. And as long as you, you ignore what would make you halt, then you're okay to just keep trying and trying and trying. That's perfect. So good. I say that too much. So good. But my husband's so like, good. stop saying that. He told me to, he told me to make a list and put it next to my computer of alternatives and just start crossing them off as I use it. I didn't do that. So sorry, Travis. No. I know he'll be listening to this and just like, oh geez, she's still so gooding. Um, Fine. So, so good. Uh, I mean so good. Um, so other than what we've already kind of talked about, what other, I know you have a few other tips and takeaways to help people work through this power of try and, and come and uh, overcome their challenges. So let's talk about a few of those other ones you've got. Yeah. For me, I'm a big list person. So that was the number one thing. Make a list and make your dreams as big and ridiculous as you want, because it's just for you. It doesn't matter. Nobody else is going to read this list, but start with it. And then you want to break everything down into viable steps. And, you, and the research part of it is, is really going to help you. Who do you know in the business already? Talk to them about what it took to begin, what their biggest challenges were. Google. I mean, when I was starting my podcast, I literally Googled how to start a podcast. Yes. And took the top 10 articles and all of the steps that aligned with each other. I was like, that's important. Then I'm going to yep. do that. And all the equipment they agreed on, that's important. Then I'm going to buy that. And, and so really relying on other people's experiences is totally helpful. And I think facing your fears realistically, um, is a, is a really good idea. And my therapist is a genius, but she told me, she's like, your anxiety and everybody's anxiety can totally halt them from wanting to even leave your room sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, and then we have varying degrees on that spectrum. Like that's the extreme of what anxiety can do to you when it paralyzes you. But then there's other levels that will stop you from doing what you want to do. And so she's like, <laughs> sit down at your table and make sure that you know you're in control of your emotions and hold a business meeting as if all of your emotions work for you in your company. You are the CEO and you will give them time and you will say, anxiety, let's hear from you. What are your concerns today? And then you literally let your anxiety speak and say, well, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this. And then you say, thank you. I will address those concerns by blank, 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 blank. And then you can give yourself a deadline for them, but you will remain in control. And I was like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Listeners, there's your homework. You know, we, we, I leave you with a take action, you know, go have a business meeting have with a business your emotions. Have <laughs> your emotions. It totally worked yes. for me. It totally it. worked. Yeah. To Ugh, keep good. To keep control. And then the other thing I would say is just accept the level that you're at and, and then let it take the time that it takes to build to the next level, the next level, the next level. You will always be impressed with yourself if you can allow yourself to try. Yes. Oh, okay. This has been awesome. So, you know, I have 
two more questions before I let you go. So first, who okay. is your favorite superhero? It's Iron Man. It's and 100% why is that? Iron Man. First of all, he's hysterical to me. His, his arrogance. Sarcasm and yes. yes. <laughs> his arrogance is so annoying at the beginning because it's based on, on like, you know, just his riches and his company. But he was also just not afraid to try. And he would work really hard and he would do his research and he was planning on failing like all of his little mock whatever's on his suits that he was building. He was planning on failing with those so that he could learn and make the next one better. And I just loved how his humility came and his confidence grew at the same time because confidence and arrogance are not the, are not the same thing at all. But I loved how his care, like his whole character arc it's just like yes. so amazing to me because he works so hard, but he believes 100% in himself. He never doubts himself. And I love um, that. I love that you just um, tied that question right back to your topic of the day. That was like bonus points for you. Love that. Yes. Yes. Um, so finally, Rachel, how can our listeners find you when we're done, when we're off this interview? Okay. Well, as luck would have it, I'm in the middle of redoing a website. Yep. So. We talked about that. So Yeah. So right now, if you wanted to just listen to the podcast, um, which is an entertainment podcast, so it's, it's firsthand accounts of real life stories. It's basically me just interviewing people about the crazy things that have happened in their life. I find it ridiculously entertaining. Yes. Um, and for those of you listening, I started with season two, episode 18. If you're okay <laughs> with me pointing them to that direction, yes, Rachel, yeah. right? Um, this will give you a fantastic view into Rachel's personality and just Oh, it was, it was, it was so entertaining. I, I was laughing at my computer at work. It was so, so, uh, <laughs> season two, fun. episode 18, if you guys want to not start at the beginning or, or go start at the beginning, your yeah, choice. You don't have to um, start at the beginning. Yeah, no, just look but, at them and see. Yeah. Just pick the one that fancies your interest, right? Exactly. But those are on every major podcast platform. So okay. that's like iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, all those you can Perfect. find. It's called Humans Dealing with Humans. Okay. And then if somebody wanted to book me as a speaker for an event, um, there's a Humans Dealing with Humans Facebook page. I'm on Instagram. Or you can email me at humansdealingwithhumans at gmail.com. And then the website, when it's, it's not done yet, but when it's up, it will be just www.humansdealingwithhumans.com. So, so, cool. um, so check that group because if you're listening to this later, it might be up. So check that That's as well. True. And I don't what, know when you're airing this. What I well, I'll air. Yeah, it'll be a couple weeks down, so it might be. And you know, people always listen in in retro, right? So right. check Whatever the website, and if it's not there, go check her out on all the other platforms she just gave you guys. So, is uh, there anything else you want to add before we let you go? No, awesome. I've said it all. Okay, you you killed it. So <laughs> this this had this was one of the most entertaining interviews I've done. So thank you, Rachel. Thank you for your thank time. you. Thank you for your insight. Um, it was fantastic so much information. Um, there will be listeners there. There will be show notes as there always are for you guys with all the links to find Rachel, even to Judy, you know, what Jody Moore, is that who we talked about a little Moore's bit about? Podcast, yeah. Everything will be in the show notes. So, you know, go there and remember there is the Facebook group, the Audacious Entrepreneur Podcast, which will always remind you of when a new episode is up and we'll link you to the show notes. And as always, I ask you to go to iTunes and leave us a review on this episode. Let us know how much you loved Rachel's interview because it was awesome. And until next week, ladies, I will have a great week. Thanks.